the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus I'm very privileged to be deputized to offer this funeral mass for Mary. The pastor is absent in his homeland in New Zealand where he was burying his father and affirming the family that dad has left behind. And I'm so happy to be flanked with the administrator, Father Jared. And I convey to you what I think you can feel is the love in this assembly of people who have known some of them almost 40 years. They have known Mary and Linwood. I look to the last pew and I think... Mary should be there, and that's where Linwood should be seated. This is a rather territorial place, and people have their accustomed seating. And even when we didn't have pews and had freestanding chairs, there were some at the back, and that was Linwood and Mary's place. And you would be best not to take them. I welcome the generations. Darren, Joe, and though Chris is not here, the families are here, and the children, the grandchildren. What an assembly. I don't know you, but I know your mother, and I'm so proud of your presence. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's a strange truth that we are confronted with. I know there are some travelers in the congregation that have visited two or three countries in Europe in the same day 
At least they were on a train that was traversing borders. And in the old days, there would be the customs officials who would go through the coaches and ask for your passport. And it wouldn't do any good to say, I'm from Russell County, Virginia. They wanted to see your country's passport and to say that my citizenship is in heaven would not get you very far with that customs official. And yet we are coaxed into confronting this truth on days like this. One of Mary's friends, close friends in this church, was telling me of a trip that Linwood and Mary had made to New York City, and they were doing some sightseeing and walking along an avenue. Maybe it was Fifth Avenue. Maybe it was St. Patrick's Cathedral. But Mary took leave of Linwood and said, I'm, I'm going in and saying a prayer. And she went in this church, not as a tourist, not as a stranger, but she was going to meet her God there. And she came out 15 minutes later, and they proceeded with their touring. Mary acknowledged something about her citizenship on that day. And of course, she acknowledged it on all the Sundays of my 12-year watch when she was right there on the last pew, surveying the scene because the congregation of believers was her family, an extended family, so to speak. And it was not just a gaze of curiosity. It was more than that. It was an a coming together around the family altar. And Mary cherished this body of Christ. It was a home for her. And that is the way Christ tries to describe this overwhelming concept of eternal life in a heavenly city by saying in my father's house there are many dwelling places. Some of you may remember when the old translation put it, there are many mansions. She had a mansion on Leonard Road. If you could find it, it was tucked away and it took me two false starts to find it. And just to find the mailbox was not necessarily to say that you were there. <laughs> we mentioned at the beginning that Mary was baptized, was sealed to the Holy Trinity. When I think of the difficult surgery of physicians who are surgeons and think of what I do so often in baptism, 
is pour a little water on the person's head and say a simple formula. And yet I feel, and I certainly should, that I am performing something more than a rite. Sometimes people think of baptismal certificates as things that are in a Bible and they cause the Bible to be a little fatter than when it starts over many decades. The secretary of this church showed me the baptismal certificate that she had received when she was baptized many years ago in the Netherlands. It was a formula that was printed in 1938 and she showed me the translation. It was not just saying, Mary, that Italian name that was her maiden name was, I know I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm just going to call her Mary, was uh, the child of her mother, father, her godparents being the ones that stood up for her until she would be able to do it for herself in childhood, adolescence, and certainly young womanhood. And where it took place in this church, in that date, and this was the officiating priest, and it was sealed, and that was the paperwork. She would need to show that certificate at different times to church officials. But this was the certificate translated from the Dutch that Marisette Grant showed me. It was not called a baptismal certificate. It was called a baptismal charter. Charter. Like what? Letter of nobility of divine kinship. That's sweet. But if she is a sister of Christ the King, there's something there. But just to make sure that you understand, I'm going to read some of this charter. Born from God and filled with divine life, she became, formed in the image of the Father, a sister of Jesus Christ, dedicated as a temple of the Holy Spirit, and a living member incorporated into Christ's body as branch grafted onto him who is the vine. She belonged to Christ. She belonged to her community. There's a basis of brotherhood and sisterhood. She has the right to nourish herself with the body of Christ, obtain forgiveness of sins in holy confession, and filled with God's Spirit during confirmation to become Christ's witness and warrior. 
Yes, Mary was a prayer warrior. And if you wanted something done, ask her to pray. I'm going to skip now because it goes on and on. She has claims and rights to all benedictions, blessings, and consecrations of the Holy Church. She shares in every Holy Mass offered in the world, and she receives mercy upon mercy from the fulfillment of merits of Christ and all the saints, since she is a partner of the communion of saints which teaches which reaches into the land of the dead and to the saints before the throne of God. When the Lord will call her to himself, she will enjoy the privilege to have the blessings of the Holy Church when she laid to rest, destined as she is, to the resurrection and the unspeakable joy of God, who is perfect bliss, who lives and reigns as king forever. In most churches, they tell you to turn off your cell phones (laughs) at the beginning of Mass, and I didn't do that, and it's, it, it's my phone that you hear. I, first, I've steered you wrong with the opening hymn, and it's gotten worse. Mary has the right to the blessings of the church. She is not on her pilgrimage alone. And I'm thinking of an incident that in the past few days, some of you know, Mary wanted to speak at one time near her, her death, and the words wouldn't come out. Many of us remember some 15 years or so ago, the Holy Father, John Paul II, giving a blessing, wanting to give a blessing at St. Peter's Square on Divine Mercy Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, the Sunday of his death, wanted to speak a blessing. And this man, once so robust, Remember when he was appointed, elected when he was in his 50s. What a vigorous man. He couldn't speak. He tried. And then he realized that he was deprived. And he died soon afterwards. How could that be? It's, a, it's incongruous. The, the things that we think that we're going to be able to do on and on and can't. But our hope is that Christ went through this before us. 
There was a time on the cross of Calvary, which we make new in our Mass, that he stopped no more miracles, no more sermons. Even his words were delivered, his last words. And then there was a time in which he did not speak. And what was in his heart had to be assumed. When the Pope was dying, his attendants read to him some of those prayers which Mary has titled to. The same prayers, the commendations that were read by some cardinal of the papal household will, I hope, be read to me. And these constitute last rites as much as we can give them, as much as the person can receive them. I want to read those prayers because they're so simple. Go forth, Christian soul. That's a time in which we get permission to go, like permission to come aboard a ship. You may go now. You have an appointment with Jesus Christ and the saints. You may go. You go somewhere. You go to glory. Go forth, Christian soul, from the world. In the name of God, the Almighty Father, who created you, in the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who suffered for you, in the name of the Holy Spirit, who was poured out upon you, go forth, faithful Christian. May you live in peace this day. May your home, your home, your dwelling place, you will have one. May your home be with God in Zion with Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, with Joseph and all the angels and saints. His family becomes our family, whether it's the Holy Trinity or the Holy Family of Bethlehem and Nazareth. And then again, there's another prayer saying, I give you up now. I commend you, my dear sister, Mary, to Almighty God and entrust you to your Creator. May you return to Him who formed you from the dust of the earth. May Holy Mary, the angels, and all the saints come to meet you as you go forth from this life. May Christ who died for you admit you into his garden of paradise. May Christ the true shepherd acknowledge you as one of his flock. May you see your Redeemer face to face and enjoy the vision of God forever. Sometimes heaven and the heavenly city can be presented in very abstractly. But when we talk, think of it as a home and family, it comes closer. It goes on. We are pleased to remember this precious soul and to have our prayers for her at the altar now. And I hope the family from different places will feel that they are in their father's house today. 
we have some intercessions to offer to God our Father. You raised your son from the dead. With confidence, we ask our Father to bring to salvation all his people, living and dead. For Mary, who in baptism was given the pledge of eternal life, that she may now be admitted to the company of the saints, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our sister, who ate the body of Christ, the bread of life, that she may be raised up on the last day, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our relatives and friends, and for all who have helped us, that they may have the reward of their goodness, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have fallen asleep in a hope of rising again, that they may see God face to face, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the family and friends of our sister Mary, that she may be, that they may be consoled in their grief by the Lord, who wept at the death of his friend Lazarus, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of us assembled here to worship in faith, that we may be gathered together again in God's kingdom, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Invoking the intercession of Mary Immaculate and St. Joseph. We make our prayers in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do they still have the custom of turning to the icon and singing an Ave Maria, a short one? Ave, Ave, Ave Maria, Ave. Beloved in Christ, it's been old Doc and young Doc, and I call upon this fine young priest who has flanked me to say a few words to the family and to the faithful, and then there will be a closing prayer and a song to the Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Lourdes. Dear Father, it's your turn. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a great joy to be with you, to, to celebrate Mary's life, and also to mourn together, knowing that our, we, we all suffer at the loss, and it's only through the gift of faith. I was reflecting on the baptismal candle that's, that's behind you, that's in front of Mary's remains, and thinking that once that original baptismal flame was lit, there was something that couldn't be put out. And so with faith, we know that her life here has ended, but her true life that she's had with her, and she still has, and we still have her with her, and the gift of baptism still remains. So 
to allow those, that suffering, allow that hurt, uh, that loss, but also with, with faith to know that she still continues. And that's our call for each of us, that this life is a, it's a you know, passing, it's a blink, but eternity is waiting for each of us. And so let's join our, our sufferings, that, that loss, and also to offer it for her so she can enjoy the, the place where we're all made for. And then as well afterward, there will be a reception in the, in the St. Monica Hall.